Good morning, everyone. It's great to see y'all today on this cold weather and rainy weather. I love the rain. It kind of slows me down and gives me a reason to stay inside and snuggle with my kids. But I'm glad that you all did not do that and you came to worship today. Today is a great day because it's the, the, the day after our kids' retreat. So this church was filled this weekend with a bunch of kids. I think we had about 15 kids and then youth helpers and adult leaders that spread through this whole sanctuary and we worshiped in here and it got loud. And we praised the Lord and we had Bible studies throughout the whole weekend and games. So thank you for your prayers and the SOS women who provided desserts for two weekends. I want to thank all of y'all for that. That meant a lot. We're going to get loud. If you want my playlist, you know, we could do the kids' playlist. But anyway, we only have one announcement. We just have one change in the bulletin. It says the senior banquet is March 11th. That's actually going to be changed. So just it will be determined later. We'll let you know. Um, and we're going to worship, and then I will come back and pray with you. Dear Heavenly Father, we are so thankful to be in this house of worship. We're thankful for all the, the members and the visitors and the young and the old. This family that you have given us, that you've blessed us with to worship together and to do life with in honor of you. People of like mind and that want to follow you and want to go by your words, Lord. And if that is not where we're at, I just pray that 
magnet toward you, Lord, that we are pulled and refocused and that we choose that. I pray that we choose to worship you right now as we continue in song and prayer and scripture. I pray that we are so stirred by the Spirit that when we leave here, it continues all week. That we can't wait to get back here on Wednesday and, and to, to be a part of this family each time it's open. That our families know that when they see us, that they'll hear us speak of you, Lord. And that people that we meet will see the joy from us because of you, Lord. Let us choose that and bring honor to you. We are so thankful for this life you've given us, that you made us, that you rule. We're thankful for your sovereignty, your power, and your grace. And I pray for those that, that need a special touch from you this morning that are wondering or afraid or anxious or just in a place where they, they've just stepped too far away from you, Lord. And let this be the day that that they step all the way back, that they run to you like a child running to a parent after they were lost, that we run to you, Lord, because your arms are always open. It is always us that can choose to come back. I pray over each person in this room that the Spirit will move them in a powerful way and protect Pastor Russ as he preaches words from you to us. And it's in your name, God, that we pray always. Amen.
pray that is your prayer this morning, that you would allow the Holy Spirit to rain down in your life. I read a passage from Psalm 15. Going into our prayer time, hear the first two verses again. Lord, who may dwell in your sanctuary? Who may live on your holy hill? He whose walk is blameless and who does what is righteous, who speaks the truth from his heart. We begin the new year with the verse from 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 14. It's going to be our focus verse for the year, uh, B in 2023. And it says, So then, dear brothers, since you are looking forward to the day of the Lord, and here it is, it ties back to the psalmist, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with God. To be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with God. And so this year we're going to be uncovering and unpacking the scriptures to see how we can live a life seeking after these ideals that First Peter writes out or, or uh, Second Peter describes. We began the first week of the year with that verse. Week two, we kicked it off. We kicked off the series B in twenty three um, with be on your guard, guard your heart keeping the, the evil out, put a military fortress around your heart, keeping the, the arrows of the, of the evil one from penetrating in. And in week three was be still, be still and know that we are God or that he is God. And then uh, our study today is to be holy, be holy as the Lord is holy or living life as Christ would live, be holy. Now, that's a tall order, isn't it, <laughs> to be holy? At least nine times in Scripture we're see, we, we see where we're commanded to be holy as the Lord is holy. Six times in the book of Leviticus, two times in 1 Peter, and uh, one time in Deuteronomy. And we're going to be looking a lot today at, at different Scripture in order to help us to understand how to be holy and live the life that God wants us to live, to live a holy life as the Lord is holy. And so how can we be holy as God is holy? In the original Hebrew, the word used for holy is kadash. The root word means to be pure or sacred or to be separate. And, and the word holy in simple terms means to be, to be different or to set apart, okay, from, from everything else, to be set apart for a divine or a specific purpose. And God calls each one of us and sets us apart from the world for His purposes. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, He has set you apart. He's called you out from the world and wants you to be different. We're His saints. We're called to live a holy life in this unholy world. Indeed it is. We're to imitate the Lord and His actions to the best of our ability, but with the help of the Holy Spirit, because we can't do this on our own, can we? We can't live as the Lord is holy on our own. We have to surrender and be called by the, and led by the Holy Spirit. So what does that look like? <clears throat> well, God is sinless. God is perfect in every way. He's made up of, of complete holiness, absolute love, and, and amazing grace. He's a 
creator and sustainer of all things. He's righteous and just. He's powerful and all-knowing. He's the Alpha and Omega. He's the Redeemer and our Savior. He is more than we can know and more than we can understand. He's more than we can comprehend, but He's all that we need. He is our all in all. Amen. Praise God for that. And He calls us to be holy as He is holy. Again, we're made holy when we accept the Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and the Holy Spirit comes and indwells in our heart. And He calls us to be His people, to follow Him with the leadership and with the guidance of the Holy Spirit and live the life, the holy life that He's called us to live. And He set us apart for His purposes to make a difference in the world to make an impact, to have an influence in the world. He expects us to be different, different than that of the world. And I'm afraid today there's not a whole lot of difference between the church and the world because we're not living the holy life that God has called us to. But we can't do this in our own power. It can only be done in the power of God. In Galatians chapter 3, verse 3, and he's talking to believers here. He says, how can you be, how foolish can you be? He says, after starting your new lives in the Spirit, why are you now trying to become perfect by your own human effort? <laughs> Folks, we can't do it without the Holy Spirit. We can't be holy as God has called us to be holy without the power of the Holy Spirit working within us. And folks, that means in every area of life, every aspect of life, it means to go all in for Christ. Being holy as God is holy means being go going all in for Christ. That's the Bible study, by the way. We're going to begin next Sunday night. Uh, it's in your bulletin there. And I want to encourage everybody to get plugged into that. It's a path. I've had some, some feedback for some folks that have already read the book and, and just talking about how powerful it is and what an impact that book and that study can, 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 can make on, on our lives. So I hope that you'll plan to join us Sunday night, Wednesday night, and then on Wednesday mornings on down the road, the first week of February, I believe it is. And one question that's... It's just been seared into my mind from that book. It's early on in the book, first chapter or two. It's the question, am I following Jesus or have I invited Jesus to follow me? And that's a pretty powerful question when you start unpacking that and looking at it. Am I following Jesus or have I invited Jesus to come follow me? Jesus, this is what I'm going to do. Come on, let's go. Or are we saying, Jesus, let me keep up with you. Those are two different things all, all together. But I think that's a question that we all have to ask ourselves. Are we all in for Christ? Are we all in, in all areas, in all aspects of our life for Christ? Are we trying to be holy as God is holy? Are we being totally surrendered 
to the Lordship of Christ in our hearts and lives. Yes, the very essence of God is, is holiness. He's perfect in every way. And He tells us to do the same and to be the same. And yet it seems like an impossible task, doesn't it? To be holy as God is holy. But, but He doesn't ask us to do something with which He's not willing to help us with. It might seem impossible, but Jesus said in Matthew 19, 26, With man, this is impossible. But with God, what? All things. All things are possible. But living the life that He's called us to takes our complete obedience. Not just on Sunday morning or Wednesday night or Monday night or Thursday morning, but everywhere, all the time. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 14 and 15, it says, As obedient children, are we obedient? Are we living an obedient life? As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. Don't conform to the evil desires you had before you had Christ. He says, but just as you are called, or just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in a few things that you do every day. That's not what it says, is it? But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do, in everything you do. For it is written, be holy because I. I'm holy. J.C. Ryle's observations on, on holy living still apply to all believers living in a world of hostility against Christians. And listen to what he says. A holy man will follow after spiritual mindedness. He will endeavor to set his affections entirely on the things above and to hold things of the earth with a very loose hand. He will not neglect the business of the life that is now. But the first place in his mind and thoughts will be given to the life to come. He will aim to live like one whose treasure is in heaven and to pass through this world like a stranger and pilgrim traveling to his home. Folks, we're just passing through. Our life is like a mist here in this earth. On this, in this world. We're here for only a blink of an eye compared to all of eternity. Are we ready to face eternity? Are we living a life with an eternal mindset? Andrew Moffat said, Life has its challenges to our walking in God's presence. But we are presented with an opportunity and all things remember that the closer you are to God, the more divined, defined and visible will be the image of Him that you reflect. The closer you are to God, the more defined and visible will be the image of Him that you reflect. And that begs the question, 
Is the world seeing Jesus in you? Is Jesus seeing the world in me? Is the world seeing Jesus in the works of this body of believers? Are we reflecting godliness to other people in our life? In our everyday actions? The way we handle ourselves at work or at school? Are we producing the fruits of the Spirit of our life, in our life? In Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 through 25, it says, But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Is this being produced in your life? Love, joy, peace, patience. That's a hard one there. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. That last one's kind of tough too, isn't it? Self-control. There's no law against these things. Verse 24 says, Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Folks, we've gotten rid of all the our, our evil desires, our waywardness from the Lord. We've nailed it to the cross. And then listen to verse 25. Since we are, since we are living by the Spirit. Okay, can, can we agree to that? Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part. Of our lives. And so if we're being if we're living by the Spirit, it says, let it let the Spirit control us in every area of life. But being holy and living a holy life is more than just doing good and righteous deeds. We're, we're set apart as a temple of God in order to make him known to the world, to draw other people into the kingdom of God. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, it says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. A holy nation, I like this next one, a peculiar people. Does the world see us as peculiar people? We're set apart, different, a peculiar people. You see, but when we follow the the, the life of the Lord instead of the wacky ways of the world, we'll be seen as different, but that's a good difference. You see, we're not here to please the world, are we? We're here to please Almighty God. He is the one that we'll be accountable to. And see, it's okay if we look a little different or peculiar to the world. Our calling is to to the Lord Almighty. That true holiness influences every aspect of life. It it guides our decision. It, It directs our every action. In Ephesians chapter 4, it tells us that that since we're now in Christ, to get rid of the old things, to get rid of our our old self, our old ways of doing things, our old habits, our, our old friends that are trying to lead us down the wrong path. Instead, it says to live our new life, to put on a new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. 
First Timothy chapter 4 tells us to train ourselves to be godly. How do we train ourselves? What does that mean? It means the time in prayer with God. It means uh, spending time in His Word. It means time together in corporate worship. Training ourselves to be godly. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 16 and 17, it says, What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will live with them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from them and be separate, says the Lord. Be separate. And just as the, in the Old Testament you had the tabernacle and the Holy of Holies, it was a place set apart for the presence of God and the worship of God, that is us. The Holy Spirit of God lives within us. This is our tabernacle. The Lord of hosts lives in our Holy of Holies. 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 through 17. This is a powerful passage. It says, Do not love the world or anything in the world. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. You see, you can't love both the world and God. You got to let God go or you got to let the world go. But you can't love them both equally. And God is a jealous God and He wants all of our love. He wants all of our attention, all of our obedience. Do not love the world or anything in the world. For if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in them. For everything in the world... The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away. This world's going to be gone. And here it is. But whoever does the will of God lives forever. Praise the Lord. Whoever does the will of God will live forever. Forever, folks, when, when we're living a holy life, people will see a difference and be drawn to, uh, to what they see in us and how Christ is working in our life. They're going to be drawn to the, to, to the Christ working in our life. It opens up an opportunity for us to share with them about the goodness of God, the salvation of God, the eternal life that He provides, the hope that we have in the Lord Jesus. Folks, we're set apart from the world in order to bring other people into the kingdom of God. But if the truth be told, the reason many Christians aren't having the impact or aren't having the influence on the world, even though we've been called to holiness, we've refused to answer the call. We've refused to live the holy life because, oh boy, some of the things of the world are just too good. And we want a little bit of both. But God says, you can't have both. It's me or the world. Which will you choose? The great reformer Martin Luther said, <clears throat> you might as well quit reading and hearing the word of God 
and give it to the devil if you don't desire to live according to his purpose. You might as well quit reading the Bible. You might as well quit listening to it on the, on the tape. You might as well quit listening to it on sermons if you're not going to live according to it. Folks, we don't need any more sermons. We don't need any more Bible studies. We don't need any more Sunday school lessons that tell us how to live. We, we, we study together. We grow deeper together. We walk our journey together. Folks, we know how to live. We just need to put into practice what we already know. If not, we're just wasting our time here this morning. Are we taking full advantage of our relationship with Christ? Do we have all the power that, that God has available to us in our attempt to live that holy life? <clears throat> you see, the more time we spend with God and in His Word with people, the easier it is to, to see and to know when we're not living that life that God's called us to live. We were never told to be God. But we were told to follow His example. He is divine. We're human. He is God. And we're not. It's impossible for humans to be God. But to know Christ is to grow in our holiness. We're to consider how we live and the choices we make and, and align them with who Jesus is and how He lived. We're to follow His ways, but all the while knowing that, that we can never be exactly like Him because He's God and we're not. And see, when everyone else is conforming to the world, we're called to, to conform to the character of Christ. And, and, and holiness is when, when we're living in agreement with God, when we're living in agreement with the purposes of God. It's living in obedience to His will, and living a holy life is also preparing us for eternal life. How does our life look living today versus what it might look like living in eternity? Are we living that holy life seven days a week? So whatever you do, do it unto the Lord. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 7 and 8 says, For God did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life. Therefore, anyone who rejects his instruction does not reject a human being, but God. The very God who gives you his Holy Spirit. You're not rejecting me or your Sunday school teacher or anybody else. You are, it's rejecting God. God did not call us to live an impure life, but to live a holy life. I want to close with a little illustration. Talking about living that holy life and being filled with the Holy Spirit. And the, the, the Holy Spirit needs, to, needs access to every area in our heart, every aspect of our life. For some here today, 
He doesn't have all access. For others, He may. <clears throat> but how much does the Spirit have of you? Let's just say this is the Holy Spirit. You see, He wants to come and, and, and take total control. Again, to be in every area of our life. And so when we invite the Holy Spirit in, we, we allow Him to come in. And He's in there. But if this is the Holy Spirit and we open that, the, the power that's available through the Holy Spirit, if we put that in our hearts and lives and allow the Holy Spirit to come and, and, and invade every, every area, every aspect of our life, there's going to be nothing left that the Holy Spirit doesn't control. Are we there in our life? Or is this our life? Yeah, we got the Holy Spirit. Or does the Holy Spirit come and take over? Does the Holy Spirit change the very essence of who we are? The way people from the outside see us is totally different. We look different. We smell different. We act different. We are different. Because the Holy Spirit has taken us over. Let's make it our goal to, to be holy as the Lord is holy. And, and un, unwrapping the package of the Holy Spirit and the, the power that's made available to us through the Holy Spirit so that we can be who God created us to be in Christ Jesus. I invite you to come today our hymn of invitation is, is to take time to be holy. And to take time and let the Holy Spirit change us into who He wants us to be. Let's pray together. Indeed, Lord, the calling to be holy looks to be impossible. Indeed, it is impossible in our own power, in our own strength. But God, you've called us to surrender everything to you so that you can come and change who we are so that we can be a different people than, you, than we once were. And so God, today we're asking God that you would not just come and take up residence in our heart, but to come and change our life. Change our life in a way that's pleasing to you. Again, so that we can be the people, the person, the individual that you created us to be. So Father, we open our hearts this morning and ask, Lord, that you would begin that work here and now, today, right now, of changing us into who you want us to be. 
Lord, hear our hearts and our prayers this morning. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.